If I had the chance to be with Thor, I'd make him my above as he me flying. I'm afraid of too much with him because I might become addicted to it, but I know he'll make it worthwhile. <laughs> You're a goat. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of sound goats make, but they go mad. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Yeah, can't complain. Good. You know, nobody would listen if I did. I mean, that's a solid reason not to complain. <laughs> that's fair. But, you know, also, it's been a very busy week for us. Mm-hmm. And that was followed by then a very busy weekend. Yeah, and not just like our personal lives or whatever, but, mm. you know, Thursday Kit was out there. We were. We mm. were out yeah. there. Part of the reason why we were out there is because it was the New York Comic Con this weekend. I love New York Comic Con. It's I my know, favorite. I know. It's the best weekend. If you like anything even vaguely nerdy or geeky, it is exactly the spot that you need to be at. And we were out there, press passes in tow, doing nerdy stuff. Uh, and we started off by going on Friday night mm-hmm. and having a full-on live event. With Sci-Fi Fangirls, mm. um, the podcast with Cher and Preeti. And it was awesome. It Such was. a good time. They're just so much fun. They are these incredibly unapologetic nerds. They know everything. <laughs> they love everything. I mean, except for what they hate, obviously, which is yeah. all of us. <laughs> but they are so good at, at, at just kind of like picking the threads of things that matter in fandom. And I'm really glad that we got to do a whole actual event with them in a whole actual venue with actual audience people. And it was great and fun and funny. And we laughed a lot. We yelled a lot. We, uh, yeah, we had we had the best time. It was really the best way to kind of kick off yeah. our, our uh, Comic-Con. One of the best parts is that we had our Michael B. Jordan cut out mm. um, on stage with us. And... Uh, my favorite. We had a cutout of Keanu Reeves yes. on stage as John Wick. Yes. And the gray Henley, yes. and he's all dirty looking. Yes. And then it's like a cutout of him in motion when he's walking towards at the end of mm. John Wick 2, Chapter 2. And so his little pigeon toe, mm. you can see it. It's all obvious and slanted yeah. in, and I love it so yeah. much. And his hair is long, which his is another hair, yes. Nicole King. Yes. So yes. It's, it was a very good cutout. I wanted to leave her alone for a little bit with that cutout, just <laughs> so she could talk. To it, but yeah, we also had our MJB uh, cutout. Which, if you came to the Creed Thirsty Movies event mm-hmm. at the Alamo in Brooklyn, you would have seen it because he was right there, startling passersby <laughs> by just being this glistening, shining, incredibly ripply, just nice to look at. So yeah, we had a we had a really great time. We had a fun drinking game mm-hmm. <laughs> that was um, really silly. Everybody had to drink anytime I said mm. <laughs> in that particular tone, right? Every time I give a little grunt, yeah, and every time Bim, you went full Nigerian auntie. Yes, yes. every time. Every time I even had the thought, of, "What is the meaning of all this?" <laughs> that that was a, a cue to drink. And of course, Cher and Preeti also had their own uh, little isms and ticks that they end up relying on. It was very fun. So anytime you hear, you know, someone yell "drink." That's why, because there was a game in play for those who were present. And we bring up the drinking game and kind of prep you for that because we're about to play a clip from the live show. Just a little bit of mm-hmm. it. You can go to Strong Female Characters, which is the podcast from Sci-Fi Fangirls, to hear the full live show, mm-hmm. which is up already. But we're going to play a little clip from you. So if you hear us go drink, that's why. <laughs> and um, 
it'll, it's a fun little clip. I like it. I, I like, love it. I yeah. think we had a lot of fun. And I think also it really kind of boils down truly just how nerdy so much of my thirst truly is. There is a, a bit regarding a character from a book <laughs> that I, I mean, I was enthusiastic, I think is the only word I can use. That is uh, <laughs> an understatement. I, I feel what I feel, Nicole, okay? My thirsts are literary. Um, and I was very happy to get the chance to really kind of go full, full nerd regarding this very specific man. All right, biggest thirst traps in genre, meaning sci-fi, fantasy, anything that's not real, ever. Okay. Maybe, maybe you'll feel me on this. I'm going to go back a little bit. Ten years I'm ready. ago, around about, True Blood. Mm. Oh! Okay, but this very specific scene where Eric is high on fairy blood, <laughs> and he's in the lake naked, and then Sookie Woo! comes, and then Alcide is in, like, his werewolf form. He's in the wolf form, mm. and then he stands up, and he's, mm. you know, naked, right? Because he just transformed out of the werewolf thing. And Eric is in the lake, and he hey. sees Alcide next to Sookie. And so Eric is mad. He's like, what? Hey, you dog, get away from her. And then Alcide, okay, I have to demonstrate. <laughs> Alcide calls him a fanger, and then just, like, Grunts, he grunts and like his chest rises. We are getting an excellent demonstration right now. <laughs> it is the hottest thing because you have this naked bare chest. And then the two men are just posturing. They're not really fighting over Sookie, mm -hmm. but I mean, they're kind of fighting over Sookie. Are you also from Jersey? No, okay. but I d I'm from the South, right? So, you know, I'm Jersey is the South of the North. So. <laughs> The whole, you know, defend the woman's honor thing is very important, you know, and all that crap. So to see that mm. in that moment, these, you know, Eric is in the lake naked, right, and wet. And Alcide is on the bank. Why did your mm. voice drop six octaves? <laughs> <laughs> and wet. We know why. <laughs> and Alcide is on the bank naked and sweaty because it's Louisiana and it's hot. And it's just like, it's just a, it's just a lot. And Sucky <laughs> is fully dressed. I'm here for a fully clothed woman mm -hmm. and naked men. Mm. And I think we need to see that more often on TV. I yes. Yeah. Hey, Zuki. Where have you been? Come. Come play with me. It's wonderful here. I am Aegir, god of the sea. And you are Ron, my sea goddess. There's big gators in there, you crazy Viking. Get on out and let's go home before one of them chomps off your you-know-what. Leave the sun to the water. No, I'll just kill all the sea monsters. Gators. Crocodiler! Show yourselves! Cowards! He really is different. Get away from her! Fuck you, she wants me here. Eric, this is Alcide. He's our friend. He's gonna help. You don't want to fight him. Yes, I do. I'm prepared to die, you stinking dog. Take a shot, you dumb shit fanger. Up, you giant babies. Elsie, stop making that noise. Eric, put up those fangs and do what I say. All right, so all-time biggest, thirstiest moments, right? Yeah. <sighs> all right. I mean, we'll get to this, trust me. Um, the entire episode, well, not the entire episode. So who here is a Battlestar Galactica fan? Okay, that's unacceptable and fix, <laughs> fix your fucking life if you're not a Battlestar Galactic fan. Okay, so there's an episode called 
unfinished business. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> Apollo and Starbuck Ooh. are fighting. <laughs> she said yes. It's, they're basically <laughs> fucking in a ring. It's amazing. Then you find out that they did have sex and like you wanted to have sex the whole time because they're awful for each other, but they're perfect for each other because they're kind of the same person. Anyway, that's like... Mm. They're all sweaty because they're beating the shit out of each other. Oh, my God. <laughs> and there's, like, such a fine line between beating the shit out of each other and, like, really good sex. Sure. Yeah. No. All right. I respect, I respect how much violence plays into your thirst moments. I respect I mean, that, though, because, Listen, you know. I will be honest. I might need therapy. <laughs> Just gonna throw it out there. I mean, that's always a good idea, right? Anyway. It's just really like animalistic and raw, and they're both so hot because, like, they're just both hot. You'd wanna have sex with either one of them anyway. That's real scientific, then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just sometimes science just it is because it is. Yeah. Right. Right? You have to, like, disprove the theory. Right. So you have right. to disprove that they're hot, and you uh-huh. can't because they are. Right. <laughs> I didn't do well in science, by the way, <laughs> or school. That's Dr. Sher Martinetti right Thank there. You. PhD. Um, so yeah, that episode, mm. that moment of that episode. I, okay. I'm laughing really hard because mine is so so quiet in comparison. <laughs> so Peter of, Parker. No, <laughs> the first thing I thought of was Aragorn. Yes. And the moment that he like yes. his face is lit up under the that's yes. it. Yes. That's it. Bitch. What? Yes. It's what? In, no. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Tell me what in, is this? It's this moment. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> It's a yes. moment. It's it's our introduction to Ooh. Aragorn, and it's he's in the back of this bar where the hobbits mm-hmm. are fucking about. Yeah. Oh and yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's got the so hood on. He's got the hood yeah, on. That's and he, oh. Yeah, that's hot. He inhales in this pipe, and it, the embers light up, and you see yes. his face. Oh, yes. Interesting. It's, it's, interesting. It's second only to the moment where he bursts through the doors. Yes. yes. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Lord of the Rings is peak Vita. Oh my God! Yes. Listen, yes. I read those books when I was a teenager, and I'm telling you, Aragorn made me a woman. Like he, he, Aragorn did that. Viggo Mortensen did that for so, a so, lot of people. Okay, so I loved, I loved Aragorn. I thought great book, great character, etc. Fine. When they first cast those movies. He was to be played by Stuart Townsend. Yes! What? One of the worst, Mm-mm. almost was. And then Viggo Mortensen, like a fucking hero, stepped into the breach. He stepped and into the breach. The breach, bitch. And then, and then he proceeded to light up my life. What? The door. What? The door. When he pushes the door the with both arms. Door. I can't. I threw my ticket stub at the screen. Drink. 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 <laughs> Whoo! I'm telling you, Viggo Mortensen, I mean, and then years later, Easton Bromises. And he's Bromises. also the only person ever to make Elvish sound hot. Yes. Yes. 
Yes. Because it's that's not it's not sexy. Listen, yes. There's oh nothing sexy about it. No, there's dogs. nothing. It's just it's horrible. Yeah. But but Vigan Mortensen was like, hold my beer. Why are you saying this? I am mortal. You are elf kind. It was a dream, Arwen. Nothing more. I don't believe you. And then also he not to be a downer, but he, oh, has, no. he has horrible taste in jewelry. That necklace, that what's the her face? even star? Yeah, it's, it's just the like, even star. It's stupid. So anyway, um, back to Aragorn. I didn't call you no, but what's your thirstiest? You oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Sorry. Let me yes, let me move yeah. on. I was, I was, I was so consumed yeah. with Aragorn last. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, again, I have to do this because it's just in my DNA, but. I got to say, one of my thirstiest moments of all time occurs in episode 12 of season six (laughs) of The Walking Dead. Yes. When Rick (laughs) reaches across and holds onto Michonne's hands when he hands her the mints. (laughs) Bitch, yes. (laughs) And the reason that works is that Danai Gurria and Andrew Lincoln are so individually hot that when they come together... A star is born. <laughs> and that star is my thirst. Because I've, wow, I'm, again, my mouth is full of saliva. One sec. Oh. Got you something. Is this instead of a toothpaste? Mm-hmm. Well, I do have a created toothpaste for you. It's currently at the bottom of a lake. Oh, so you had a day. <laughs> yeah. All on account of your dental hygiene. <laughs> have your mints. There's actually another moment in The Walking Dead, and mm-hmm. I don't remember what season it was. It was before I had enough of this shit with that show where they're on the farm. They turned, like, the jail, whatever, into, like, a farm, or, like, mm-hmm. they were living in the jail. And there was a tower mm-hmm. that was, like, how they were watching out, you yep. know, doing security. And Glenn mm. and Maggie mm. have sex in that mm-hmm. tower. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure before they started having sex, Glenn had on a Henley with his sleeves pushed up, which he is... He did. He did. Yes. Which is... <laughs> good luck. Catnip. Catnip. If you don't know, a Henley is the sexiest it's shirt. It's the sexiest it shirt. It is the it sexiest really is. shirt. Yeah. yeah. But it has to have the sleeves yeah. pushed up. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, have, not, not all the way. That's no, no, nerdy. No. And it's science. It makes a guy at least it's science. 75% yeah. hotter. Science and math. Yeah. Yeah. I have a Both I have very a, good um, subjects for me. Uh, you know, a more chaste one. A, all right. a I'm shocked. It's not chaste. Well, there maybe. You go. Okay. The Flash. On uh, CW, mm. right? Mm. Okay. So Barry Allen, at one point, he's like lost his memories because of something. And Iris is trying to help him out. And she's just like, oh, hey, we're here. This is our house. And Barry wants to kiss her because he knows that, you know, that they're a couple and everything. And he walks up to her and he's like, is it okay if I kiss you? But this is all like very silently communicated, right? So she's like, yeah, it's okay. And then they kiss. Oh, before that, let me say. Barry can't access his powers at this point. He has no memory. What a metaphor. Right? He can't um, (laughs) zoom about. 
So then he approaches Iris, you know, can I kiss you? She's like, yeah, it's okay. They kiss, and then his power comes back, and his hands start shaking really, really fast, and then he zooms around the apartment, and he's like, whoa. I love that. Yes. I love I when, love it I love so when, much. I love when subtext becomes text. I remember the first time that I saw you, you were the happiest boy that I'd ever met. I have a feeling that's because you entered my life. phone and recorded the scene on my phone. I still have it. I can look at it. It's so ridiculous and lovely and sweet. Recording I love like, it. your TV with your phone is the equivalent of recording a song off the radio with a cassette tape. Yes. 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 But that reminded me of one I didn't even write down. Misfits. Yes! Simon! And oh my god! Because I did that shit with that scene! Holy, that you saying that, I was like, I remember doing that. I was like, this is the hottest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh my, wait, which scene are you talking when about? Si- the time travel Simon. Yes, Simon and no, Alicia. And Alicia. The actual like. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Listen. Oh my listen. gosh. You know when they first revealed that the future, the dude is future mm-hmm. Simon. I remember that was one of the few times I remember throwing my remote control like, bitch, what? Yes. Because you're like, that kid was the worst and the so worst. weird. And Barry. Then like, they really redeemed so his character. I'm telling you, yes. when TV does what it's supposed to do, yes. listen, there's no power greater on earth. It's true. Yes. None. Okay, None. can I say something really like, okay, don't judge me. Okay. No, no. Okay. We haven't judged sure, so you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> When the big reveal happens, and I you apologize if you haven't seen it because this show is like what ten years old yeah, now or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When the reveal happens and we see who Simon is, who you know, and he's in the shower. I, what is that my shower? Thing with me in the, in mm. the, he's in the shower. Yes, no, he it's, is. It's a good and he's shower. so it's great pale. Shower. It's a great he's shower. incredibly pale. He's, he's the whitest man he who is ever lived. So the same color pale. of the tile. Yes. Him. Yes. But I like it but because it I'm like, matter. oh, that means the marks will show up better on him. <laughs> So, this is a safe space. This is a safe space. This is my thirsty truth. (laughs) NC-17 episode. Is that a rating on iTunes? No, this is still like PG-13. It is. We don't know where the marks are coming from. But the point is, that whole moment is incredible. Uh Simon and Alicia forever. Oh, my God. Forever. Literally, it is the hottest thing I've ever seen It's so hot. It's so hot. How's your head? What the fuck is going on? Since when did you run around jumping off buildings? Ever since I travelled back from the future. (laughs) Really, did you? Yes. Seriously? How does this work? There's two of you. There's a Simon you know. And there's the future side. Hey. (sighs) 
Huh. So I hope you enjoyed that clip very much. I know we had a ton of fun. At the point at which Nicole is standing up to describe the scene from True Blood truly is something that was a treat for the eyes as well as the ears. You may have heard the mic kind of go a bit AWOL. That was when she was pushing out her chest like Alcide. So she, and then she caught herself. She's like, wait, this is for radio. And then she put it back to her lips. But she was full on acting out this scene between Alcide and Eric and Suki. And it was truly a, a sight to behold um that was great but you also may have noticed something that i said in that clip as well right you talked about your favorite yeah the walking dead specifically rishon rick Mm -hmm. and michonne rick and michonne (laughs) now listen the show is back now it's back for its ninth season it's the last few episodes for mr andrew lincoln or andy to his fans um (laughs) Let me finish. Please do. <laughs> so personal. <laughs> I love him. Um, but that scene that I mentioned, actually, I was wrong in my, I was so enthusiastic. I got the episode wrong. It's actually episode 10 of season six, not 12, 10, um, called The Next World. I wrote about it on BuzzFeed.com, the website. But I I was so consumed by my love and deep thirst for both Andrew and Danai, a.k.a. Rick and Michonne, that I couldn't let it go. So I went later on that evening Mm -hmm. as part of Mm Comic-Con. I went to Madison Square Garden, this 5,000 capacity theatre, and they had their panel for The Walking Dead for season nine. Yeah, And they had like a bunch of exec producers, in my opinion. Only two of them needed to be there. That's neither here nor there. (laughs) But then they also had the cast member. So it was Andy's basically his farewell. It's his last. Right. Because he's leaving. He's no longer Rick Grimes. I don't know whether they're going to kill him or whatever, but I think he's dead. He's gone. Will the show go on without him? The show apparently will go on. I, however, will not. Okay, um, fair. I'm truly there for Rick first, yeah. then Rishon. And I'm sorry, I love Denia, but she needs to get the hell out of that show also as well, in yeah. addition. But Andy is leaving. Rick is dying, apparently. And I had to pay my respects. So I went along to watch the panel and they showed the first episode and Andy was there and all the castmates were kind of heaping praise upon him because mm-hmm. he's a great guy and everyone mm-hmm. loves him. And then afterwards, I uh, hung out with two very special people talking about the allure, the joy, the the wonder of both Andrew Lincoln and Rick Grimes. And mm. what a conversation it was. Interesting. I'm intrigued. <laughs> Please be, be intrigued. It was great. <laughs> okay, so I am currently outside Madison Square Garden. It is the third day of four days of Comic-Con in New York. And I have just left the Walking Dead panel, um, which obviously had my husband and yours, Andrew Lincoln, and my wife and yours, Danai Gurira. And I am now standing outside Madison Square Garden talking to two lovely super fans who were flown into New York specifically for this panel. (sighs) You may know her. I've written about her. She's called Ashley, a.k.a. Cake by the Pound. She writes the most exquisite Rishon fanfic. And I also have Kia who is the co-host of the amazing Walking Dead um, podcast called Two Dead Chicks, which is a great name and it's a great podcast and you should listen. Hello, friends. I have a question. Why exactly did you come to Comic-Con this year, Kia? Well, um, I came because there were two people here. Um, one, his name is, um, I think it's Andy Lincoln. Uh, the other one, her name is Danai Gurira. And together they form this thing called Rashon. <laughs> And it is a superpower, and I needed to bask in its, its warmth and glow. One more time. Beautiful, beautiful. And Ash, why are you here? Um, that was an excellent answer, and I'm going to steal it for the exact same reason. <laughs> and also because this is Andy's last year at Comic-Con. This is his last season on The Walking Dead. And I just wanted to be here to say goodbye. So, um, 
Now, you all know, you all listen to Thursday Kids, so I've mentioned it repeatedly. I bloody love Andrew Lincoln. And for me, he is maybe the perfect man. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what makes him such a lustworthy option. So as Rick, as Andy, I'm going to come to you first, Ash. Tell me what it is about Andy Lincoln slash Rick Grimes that makes it just the perfect, just the perfect kind of thirst. Okay, I'm going to start with Andy because that's easier. Andy is kind. That is the simplest way to put it. He has the biggest heart and it's clear in the way that he interacts with the fans, his castmates, um, the way that people speak about him. You know, it just makes him even more attractive than he already is to know that he's just a genuinely nice person. And I think that's what I'm attracted to most about him. Um, also that accent. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so going to Rick, what do I like about Rick? I'm honestly not sure. That's really <laughs> weird to say. Okay. I'm going to move on to kids. Do you like Rick Grimes? And what is it about Rick Grimes that you think is particularly swoonsome? Um, I like Rick because he has heart. Um, he was a man that was thrust into this weird 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 world and he handled as best he could with integrity he was always um thinking of other people and then as we got into the season uh, we saw this change and this shift in him uh, moving a little bit more towards brutality which i did not know was a thing that i appreciated but as um we saw a clip inside which we thought it was going to be the uh iconic Rick tearing out a man's throat. Well, that's what we thought it was going to be. Uh, it wasn't, but, <laughs> but that's what it should have been. Um, and then that's when I was like, oh my God, what is this life that I have entered into? Um, I also like his cowboy walk. Mm, tell me about the walk. What is it that makes the walk such an iconic walk? It's, it's the hips. It's the way the hips move. Um, it, there is a swagger. There is an assuredness. You're just like, you know what you're doing? And uh, I feel like you don't even know what you're doing to me. You're just walking, and I, I, I appreciate. It. I have it on like, like boomerang, like back and forth. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> do you do you, do you think the uh, the walk is also part of the swag, Ash? Absolutely. That that was where I was headed. Yeah, his walk, the bow-legged gait, it does so much for me. I I don't understand it because. Andy walks differently. Do you notice that he literally changes the way he walks for Rick Grimes? And that's the sign of an amazing actor. But yeah, Rick Grimes' gate is everything. Okay, so we talked about the uh, the bow legs, the gate. Can we talk a little bit about his beard? How do you feel about his beard, Kia? Yes, the beard is an absolute transformation. I will admit that season one, two-ish, Rick, I was like, Ugh, I don't know what's happening. Um, three, especially four, beard grew in, nice thick um even with this the completely white beard there's just something about it that frames his mouth um that is particularly lovely and you, it, it puts that emphasis on the pout and i'm like that's great that was that beard did you say it was like um what is it for men contour for men yeah, yeah beard is definitely contour for men andy looks good either way andy does not need contour but when he has it, <laughs> it oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, like you said, season three, season four, when it started to grow in, and you know, when he cut it in season five, that's also a marker of his sanity. So you know, when Rick doesn't have a beard, you need to be worried. <laughs> so you know, when he has it, I feel like he's in a good place. He looks good. He's acting right. I feel like the beard is a marker of the Rick Grimes that I want to see in my life. <laughs>
Perfect. Earlier, you mentioned something very specific, and that is uh, Rick Grimes' mouth. Yes. <laughs> tell me, tell me what it is about his mouth. Because listen, no shade. He is a white man. He's not necessarily blessed abundantly, but there's something about Rick Grimes' mouth. There is. It's pouty for a white man. I don't. Um, I I like the like. I'm really trying to think about it. Like I, you're, I'm like on the spot now. I'm just really trying to like envision it. And really, when I envision it, I basically envision it like kissing Michonne. And that is where I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> this mouth was built <laughs> for this. <laughs> I don't know that I paid attention to it before that relationship came into play. And then after that, I'm like, I know I didn't. I, I don't know. But after that, I'm like, this is amazing. This is the most perfect thing. It was, built, it was made for her. Oh, that's so true. I think the best thing about his mouth is that he knows how to use it. In 610, when he and Michonne get together, in those kisses, they're very... He knows what he's doing with full lips. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. <laughs> he uses them well. He is not, you know, he's not as west as an eye, obviously. But he knew what to do with her. <laughs> I love it. This is the first, and my mouth is literally dry. I am so thirsty right now. Thank you, Kia. Thank you, Ash. Uh, this is your correspondent live from outside Madison Square Garden, thirsting out loud in public. So yeah, that was quite the conversation that I had. And you should absolutely check out the work of these people. Um, Ashley is also known as Cake by the Pound, aka one of the Rishon fandom's brightest lights. She's a writer extraordinaire and I love her. You can find her on Tumblr. Um, and also Kia, who is the co-host along with Mel of the Walking Dead podcast called Two Dead Chicks. Um, she's a great, dope podcaster and it's a great podcast. And I just want to say thank you to them because they were great sports and allowed me to pepper them with questions to detail exactly how much they fancy <laughs> Andrew Lincoln. Uh, well, Bim, it sounded like you had an amazing time talking with them. Um, I'm sad that I missed that because watching you geek out last year at Comic-Con <laughs> was one of the highlights of my year. <laughs> you were so like, oh no, people are looking at me. Someone can actually see me. It was just so sweet. <laughs> I am what I am, Nicole. I'm glad you weren't there either because your eyes would have been rounder sources. I was I was geeking out majorly. Uh, it definitely would have gone into my BIM blackmail folder <laughs> in my mind. Uh, oh, I know. I mean, listen, it's fine because I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind bearing my soul to you uh, because, you know, if I can't be honest and open with you, who the hell can I be honest and open with? And speaking of... We received an email, didn't we? Yes. You know, things have been a little murky in the thirst aid kit land, um, but we keep moving forward. And, you know, what helps us move forward is getting emails and tweets and Tumblr messages, everything from our lovely thirst buckets who tell us how much thirst aid kit means to them. Mm. And so we got an email from someone last week. It's just so moving. All right. Here's this letter from Jess. Hi, Bim and Nicole. I know this is a bit long, but I do hope you read it. I've loved your show from the beginning. Actually, before the beginning, since I love both y'all when you would pop by another round. And I've never hit the subscribe button faster than I did when your announcement about this podcast first aired. Your voices are so unique and honest and hilarious. And I look forward to the new episode every single week. I've recommended the show to almost every single one of my friends, male, female, straight, LGBT, because beyond the thirst... 
which always makes me feel like I've trekked through a desert. You provide such important social commentary, and I appreciate all your efforts to be inclusive while acknowledging the space you occupy in the conversation. Also, your drabbles and redacted are straight fire. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> I say all this not just to lot praise at you, although you deserve all of it and then more, but because this show has become a really important part of my life, and I wanted to share a story of a rather significant moment that it plays a role in. I'm a bi woman, and I've known it for a long time, but was never open about it. This past year was one of self-love as I closed out my 20s. I decided that I was going to shake off the stigma and expectations of others and fully embrace all parts of me. I rediscovered my love of fanfic largely thanks to y'all. And through a combination of the incredible guests on your show, re-immersing myself in Tumblr, and writing fanfiction, I came to embrace my sexuality as well. It took me a long time to finally come out, and when I did, it was unplanned and I was more than a little drunk. The folks I came out to were wonderful and supportive, exactly what I hoped for, but I was still freaking out. Knowing who you are and to steal a phrase from Bim, saying with your whole chest are two different things. I had finally talked the talk, but I hadn't prepared myself beyond that, and I was in a bit of a free fall. About three anxiety-filled days after coming out, I listened to your most recent episode at the time, Lee Pace, on my way home from work and had to pull my car over because I was crying so hard. I don't usually follow celebrity news, so I had been unaware of his outing, but hearing his follow-up interview about it after time and reflection gave me so much peace. I'm a big believer in signs from the universe, and this was a huge one for me. I had said who I was, and the sky didn't fall down on me. The earth hadn't swallowed me up. Lightning didn't zap me. Unwittingly, your choice to release Lee's episode that week was the thing that lifted the boulder that was resting on my chest. Since that initial night, I've proudly said who I am to a lot of important people in my life, and I have not felt the same stress or anxiety since my first listen to that ep. I may or may not be on my eighth listen as I type this. So thank you. Thank you for bringing such joy to my life every week. Thank you for reigniting a love in me that I thought I had lost. Thank you for being part of my journey to self-love. Thank you for being the sign that let me know it was all going to be okay. I know that you are in a bit of limbo right now, but I hope that you are able to keep doing this show beyond this season. You have something special here. As long as you're talking, I'll be listening. So much love, Jess. Oh, listen. <sighs> I read that and I burst into tears. <laughs> I was in a train station on the Upper East Side and my eyes filled up with liquid because what a lovely, lovely letter that just warmed every cockle of my heart. It's it's oh. just, um, Jess, thank you so much. You didn't have to write us and tell us this. We are strangers. Yeah. <laughs> but you um, you really helped us. You really made our day. Yeah. So thank you. Thank and you. Um, we hope that things continue to blossom for you. Amen. I love it. I just, I'm so grateful. And like Nicole said at the top of this, receiving letters, voice notes, emails, all of that stuff, it's... It, it, not to be all cheesy, but it is why we do <laughs> and why we love and enjoy what we do so much. Like it really is. It's a big part of it because otherwise we're two people in a studio yelling into the abyss. Um, <laughs> and then you get, you know, when the abyss calls back and it's like, oh, there are people in said abyss. <laughs> and that's really lovely. And this letter, I think, has just been, I mean, what a thing to read about your show you know it's it's my heart is full so thank you so much just thank you to everyone who has ever written into to thursday kid to tell us what we've meant or what we have done for you it really you can't understand how much it makes our day 
a lot of times people try to dismiss what we do as just two women talking about good looking people. Um, but obviously what we're doing is so much more than that. And we really, you know, for those of you out there who understand what we're doing, we really appreciate you. So thank you so much for letting us know that. Mm. And speaking of that, we also in the, at the same time that we got this amazing email from Jess, we got an amazing voice note from a a, a listener that perhaps <laughs> on the page does not appear to be the target audience for Thirst Aid Kids. But this is just a fine illustration of the fact that Thirst Aid Kids is for everybody. Queer black man, 60 years of age, just found Thirst Aid Kid. I didn't even know I was thirsty. Y'all two sisters have wore me out. I can't even believe it. Anywho, I love everything. John Cho, Paul Newman, um, serious. I can't even believe it. Okay, so y'all have now the attention of a queer black man living in the state of Maine. Love you, Thursday Kit. Bye. Well, we love you too, especially since you are probably by your lonesome in Maine, <laughs> wherever you are. Bless your heart. But thank you so much. Honestly. So joyful. (laughs) So joyful. When he's, you know, when he said two sisters. Yes. I was like, oh, black love. Yes. I love black love. (laughs) Like, that was just him reaching across and just kind of going, I hear you. Yes. And we want to say thank you for giving us your ears. And I'm so glad. I I love also the way he giggled over Paul Newman because same. (laughs) It's just wonderful. I mean, that's the shit right there. Yeah. You know, I mean, some people may not understand this, but. People tend to forget that we are black women or they Mm. won't acknowledge that we are black women. Mm. And so because we're talking about, you know, a lot of different things and not necessarily black subjects. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Although we do talk about race and um, ethnicity and all of that. But for someone to recognize that we are black women doing this is just uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You know, he said he's 60 years old. Like, oh. He's in the state of Maine. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm grateful that Thursday Kit does broadcast to Maine because I feel like if he if he found it, he needed it. And like you said, he didn't even know he was thirsty, which I think is the way for so many of us. We don't even know how thirsty we are. And that's why Thursday Kit is here. You see that? That was a seamless plug. Thank yeah. you so much. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so if you want to send us a lovely email, you know, let us know how much we mean to you because <laughs> we are never tired of hearing that. Never. <laughs> never. Uh, and you can also make it a voice note and send it via email. You can just reach out to us at thirstaidkit at buzzfeed.com. Thursday Kit is produced by us, Nicole Perkins and Bim Adewunmi, Julia Furlan, TK Dutest, and Camila Salazar with assistance from Agaranesh Ashagre. Our music is by Tanya Morgan. You can follow the show on Twitter. We are at First Aid Kit. We're also on Twitter individually at Tennessee Whiskey Woman. That's T-N Whiskey with an E Woman and Bim Adieu, B-I-M-A-D-E-W. You can follow the Strong Female Characters podcast on Twitter at Sci-Fi, that's S-Y-F-Y, Fangirls, that's F-A-N-G-R-R-L-S pod. That's Sci-Fi Fangirls pod. You can find Ashley on Tumblr at cakebythepound.tumblr.com. That's cake hyphen by hyphen the pound 
www.tumblr.com and you can also find Two Dead Chicks on their Twitter which is Two Dead Chicks and you can also listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts we're on Tumblr at thirstaykitpodcast.tumblr.com you can come thirst with us over there send us some asks we'll try to get to them but you know it's pretty busy over there (laughs) (laughs) it is Uh, you can also leave us a voice message for our first sommelier service make sure it's brief and you can call us on 765 884 4778 that's 7658 first non-us listeners can send us a short voice note via email please head over to apple podcasts to leave a review and rate the show it helps other people discover thursday kit and we always 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 love five stars <laughs> yes we do if you live tweet your listen and a good number of you do which we are always grateful for please use the hashtag tackpod that's t-a-k-p-o-d and you can send us emails of love affection gratitude lost even it's up to you at thirstaidkit at buzzfeed.com as always stay thirsty friends sip sip bye <laughs> Bye bye. That's a know. sheep. That's, That's a, a sheep. sheep. Okay. I just told you the sound. Goats go meh. Oh no. That's a go. terrible sound. It's a great sound. It's the greatest of all time. <laughs> hey.